everyone. It is Riddell from Behold the Connection, and thanks for tuning in. I missed you. I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but I skipped a week. I skipped a week because I needed to skip a week. I had a lot of plates spinning and projects on the go, and I know this is really relatable, but sometimes you have to put some of the plates down or slow the spin so that you can attend to the plates that need to be spun at that moment. So that's what I did. But I did miss you guys, and I don't really believe in guilt, but a little bit tried to fight into my mind. You owe them a podcast. You missed a week. And I just answered my brain and said, I'm doing my best, brain. You go do a podcast on your own if you care that much. And that brought me a great deal of peace, my friends. (laughs) Okay, before I jump into today's episode is going to help you with your children, but also any partnership relationship you're in, any relationship you're in, actually. Um, which I believe is true as well for my parenting course, which I talk about on every podcast here. You can find it at beholdtheconnection.com backslash podia, or just Google search it, Behold the Connection, um, how to be a happy and connected parent is actually what it's called. So beholdtheconnection.podia.com. I said it wrong the first time. I always do that. I must not want anyone to buy it (laughs) subconsciously. Just kidding. It's still on a Mother's Day sale. It's important to me to run sales as often as possible, uh, but it is not always on sale. So it just is right now. And also, I want to tell you, thank you for leaving me reviews. This is how people find me on the podcast app. A recent podcast review that I'll just quickly read it. I love the realness of Riddell. We are all doing or trying our best, and she makes us know that sometimes we fall short, and that is okay. I love the advice given, and I try to use it in my parenting daily. If you want a life cheerleader, listen to this podcast. Thank you so much. So a review like that helps people feel trust in me, and then they'll listen to the episodes I've done, and they'll up-level their lives. So I appreciate it. All you have to do is scroll down, I believe, um, in iTunes, and you can just, you'll see at the bottom after you listen that it says leave a review. Also, super helpful if you screenshot it and just toss it on your Instagram stories saying, I love this podcast, if you love the podcast. If you don't, just, you know, go silent. Don't tell anyone that it sucks, but it doesn't. It's awesome. Okay, so today we are going to talk about our relationships with other people and the stories that we tell ourselves. Did you know that we tell ourselves stories about every relationship we have? Our relationships with other people come from the thoughts that we think about them, those people. Truly, we have a story for the people in our lives. I'll prove this to you by the end of this episode. We interpret the things that they do or don't do through the lens that we use via the stories that we've told about them in our thoughts, essentially. What this means is we have so much power in our relationships. It really does. Because we are the ones authoring the story. So it begs the question, what story are you writing about? That you, what story are you writing about someone that you love or care for or are in a relationship with or are frustrated with? What plots do you have that you've pre-written for the people in your life? So let's just back up for a second. Let's look at the mind chatter that we all have. We all have lots of chatter going on. We have lots of thoughts. 
But I want to remind you that thoughts are not facts. They are just thoughts. Go back to previous episodes if this is a new concept to you because I've taught it before. Your brain offers you thoughts all day long. That's what it does. And most of those thoughts come from your subconscious, from experiences you've had. So your brain is always looking for relevant past experiences to pull from. That can be trauma. That can be deep buried subconscious thoughts that you didn't even know you have. And it offers it up to you. It can also just be very random paranoid thoughts. (laughs) But they're going to be offered to you by your brain. And it's your job to sift through them and accept or reject. So we are programmed and our brain is primed to pay attention to the negative things in life so much more than the positive. Did you know that? Your brain is not primed and designed to keep you happy. It is primed and designed to keep you safe. It's called a negativity bias. So why does it happen? It keeps you alive. It's not meant to keep you happy. As I just said, that's our work to do. Its job on default before you do any of the work that I teach you is just to keep you safe and alive. So something will happen that we maybe don't want or that our amygdala thinks we don't want, and it will send a message firing saying, oh no, panic, it's all gone wrong. Do you see? Are you paying attention? Look. And us, with our wonderful prefrontal cortexes, can decide to override that by saying, oh, shh, you're wrong. I've got this. Or thank you for alerting me. Yeah, not a problem. I've dealt with this before. Right? So we actually bring the calm to the chaos. Those who follow me know I say that all the time in parenting. You must bring the calm to the chaos. Or that's the goal. Not that you must. Um, But same within your brain. Okay? So I like to notice uh, what thoughts are coming up that don't serve me. So my brain will offer me a thought. And it will feel sometimes like truth. Or it feels protective in some way. But when I really dig into it or question it, I realize, oh, hey, actually, that's a thought that totally keeps me stuck or spinning or not liking that person. Thoughts like that are the breeding grounds of contention. So what we look for, we find. That is an undeniable truth. And I will just tell you, it applies so much to the people in your life. What you look for, you find. You think your husband isn't romantic? Your brain is going to find all the evidence in the world for that because that's what brains do. Brains like to be right. So if that's a thought that you've accepted, then your brain starts accumulating the case, the plot, the evidence so that you get to be right. That's why we have to choose our thoughts and reject thoughts that really don't serve us. So we all definitely have plots plot lines, rather, to the stories in our life. So think of the people in your life as characters, and there's plot lines flying. Many of us, through our childhood, watching other people, through romantic movies we've seen, whatever, we have stories of who, for example, our partner should be, our children should be. We have a lot of shoulds. So some of us believe that husbands should bring flowers if they love their wife. Some people have a story that Husbands should mow the lawn or partners should mow the lawn if they love. We have these stories, okay? And the truth is, when those people follow our plot, 
or our story for them or do what we've imagined they should do, then and only then we allow ourselves to feel loved and connected because, wow, they fit our story. They did the things we wanted them to say or do, but that actually isn't really love and that really hangs us up on a lot of relationships. Loving someone is loving who they are, not how they fit into your story. So I want to share with you uh, how this fits in with Adam and I. Adam's my husband. So (laughs) throughout the years, I've built up a story in my mind that Adam and I misfire on our communication a lot. That I'll say one thing and then he thinks he heard the other (laughs) Now, why have I fired up this story and kept it going? Well, because I'm a human being and that's what we do (laughs) until we know to do better. So I've spent the last couple of years pushing back against this story once it came to my awareness that I was even creating it. So hence this podcast, I want to bring this to your awareness. So I want to tell you an example of something that just happened recently that just further strengthened that story. So Uh, We have a deck out back of our house, and it's just a beautiful view. We can see for miles, except out this one angle. Out this one angle, we have trees, and we wanted some of those trees gone so that we could see into the horse paddock and see for miles. And so we discussed over the years, oh, we should get to that. We should open that up. We should cut down some trees. And one day, Adam went and cut the trees. He cut all the trees. I sort of pictured like a thinning out, if you will. And he did a slaughter. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he did for sure. And right away, I found myself going back to the story that I had for 13 years. How long have we been married? I guess a little bit less than that. 12, whatever. How long have we been married? I feel like I should know this. I don't edit my podcast. So sort of embarrassing that I don't know. 15 years this December. But for the last couple of years, I've changed the story. So for 13 years, I've told myself the story that we just can't communicate well. I say one thing and he intends to do what, you know, he means well, but like he hears it differently. It's like it goes in on a different vibration and says different words in his ears. And so I've kept that story going for many years. So I became aware that I was quickly falling back into, oh, this always happens. When will we ever learn how to communicate? If I say zig, he zags. Like my mind really found that soft, soft groove, <laughs> that, that sweet spot again of complaining. Like right away, we were back to our original characters in my mind for all those years where here's another example. One time I asked Adam to build shelves in this closet and I just pictured like three shelves and I feel like I really communicated that and he built cubes like like cube shelving and he just sort of thought because I had said well then I can have parcels in there and have everything organized he thought that cubes were what I wanted to have things organized but I didn't what I planned to do was put different sized totes in there depending on our needs so what I actually needed was just like flat open shelving so that it was flexible throughout all the years so that's another example I have many of these I will just tell you because I have had this story for 13 years when I push against it when I really push against the story here's the actual truth 
we communicate dead on perfect probably 90% of the time. But because early in our marriage, I would get frustrated when I felt like I said something so clearly and then he did it so strangely. (laughs) I started a story that we can't communicate. And anyone that actually knows us well knows that we actually communicate very well. We run multiple businesses. We have four kids. We have a lot of things on the go. And the truth is very rarely actually does a ball get dropped. But my mind likes to inflate the once a month or less than that time where we didn't, where my message wasn't received exactly how I wanted it. Because the brain wants patterns, it wants to be able to predict. And so the brain took the slaughter of the trees and quickly ran with that and filed it in the cabinet, the file cabinet in my brain of, you two suck at communicating, slammed it shut, locked it. Well, I had to like chisel that lock open and pull that file back out and say, that's not true. That's just not true. This is one instance. Stop. We got to stop this story. We're, re- we're writing a new story. The new story is we communicate wonderfully almost all the time and we're still humans. And so there's allowed to be some error. That's the new story. We really just want to get things right. You know, we want when someone gets something wrong by our measure then we can we tend to get disappointed and we you know sometimes we want to feel disappointed in that person don't we now we don't need to feel the disappointment if we don't want to but we also don't need to fear it disappointment is just a vibration in our body caused by our thoughts our thoughts of our unmet expectations or unmet needs or um whatever but the fact is it's just us who has to feel that vibration. And it's typically sort of a negative vibration for most of us. But what if we are meant to get it wrong sometimes? What if that creates opportunity in the relationship for further connection, for chats, or just leave some freaking breathing room for being humans? What if that's allowed? You know, we, we don't control other people. And we are not meant to get it all perfect. At no point in your relationship with your partner or your child is it meant to be perfect. I promise you, you're not perfect. Us or them, okay? But don't we actually tell ourselves some version of that? We tell ourselves that we're all meant to be happy and we're never meant to have tension. When really many of those thoughts then turn into us acting because our thoughts always drive our actions. So then we act a certain way. Or we want other people to act a certain way, controlling, so that we can feel better. So we go around trying to get people to change or shove their emotions down or shove their um, responses so that we can feel better. But is it possible that everyone can just be who they are, have emotions, get the communication right sometimes, get it wrong sometimes, mess up? You know, is that possible? It's normal, to not get things perfect. It's normal for your partner and kids and friends to miss the mark sometimes. They are not actual characters in your story. Throw the story out is the hint. But our bla- our brains will inflate how often it happens. I found that. I found that when I really put paper to pen and wrote down all the times that Adam and I had miscommunicated and it was a disaster, first of all, it was rarely ever a disaster. And second of all, 
it was actually way less than I thought. In, in however many years of marriage I already said that we've been, I mean, I'm talking, I could come up with 10 things where we'd miscommunicated and it annoyed, you know, it was like a big deal. So that's less than even one time a year is the truth. But I'm telling you that two years ago, if you said to me, what's your marriage like? I'd say, I love it. It's amazing. And my marriage is amazing. And I do love it. But I'd say sometimes we really struggle with communication. Based on what? Once a year, us getting our communication, quote unquote, wrong? Like, isn't that the most ridiculous story? It's not even true. That would never hold up in a court of law. So I really just want you to think about the stories you have for the people in your life and question whether or not you can change them. Question if it serves the relationship, if it serves you, if it serves your joy. So just to reiterate and sort of wrap it up full circle, I said at the beginning, our relationships with other people come from the thoughts that we think about them, as in those people. We interpret the things that they do through the lens we use via the story that we've told ourselves within our thoughts. We have so much power in our relationships. Truly, we can think anything we want about the people in our lives. We can rewrite the stories of the shoulds and should be's. And I really encourage you to do that. The thoughts you think are optional. The story you currently have for someone that you care about is optional. Change it up. You're the author. Okay, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. What do I want to say? I'm scrolling up on, I use very few notes, but I do have an ending thing. Oh, here we go. Join my parenting group on Facebook. It is called Being a Happy and Connected Parent. And I try to pop in there two to three times a week with some thoughts. Um, I hope it comes across your newsfeed at just the time you need it. It's always my heart and prayer and wish when I send it out. Again, please do a screenshot of it right now and put it on Facebook and Instagram stories so I reach more people. Really, truly, please do that. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Be well, everyone. 